Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano and Andy Mattioli. Hello everyone, we hope you are doing well. Roma 3, Utinese 1. It looked as if we were going to have to wear funeral attire to this one, Andy, but we avoid that, thankfully, before we get into all of that. Of course, thank you to all of our wonderful patrons at Patreon. If you would like to join uh, the Patreon and join the Patreon group chat, patreon.com slash Roma Press. And of course, if you could also subscribe to our YouTube channel, like all of uh, uh, this episode, any other ones you watch, we would greatly appreciate it. YouTube.com slash at IS Roma Press. And again, thank you all for the tremendous support you have given us not only this season, but in seasons past, it truly does mean a lot. And it it means a lot because, Andy, on evenings like tonight, we have things to celebrate. It was so close where, you know, the, the margins in not only life, but football, really. I mean, the difference between pure agony and pure joy are very thin. Okay, very, very thin. And I knew and I, I had it. I could feel it in the air what it was going to be like coming on here had they drawn uh, one-to-one. Because for all intents and purposes, that, that, would, that would have been akin to a defeat. A very small difference. Uh, for, for all intents and purposes, we would have acted the exact same way in defeat as we would a draw because you had to win this. For, forget trying to rationalize this. You know, I try to do this where before and after matches, I, I do try to think balanced. But then there's a difference, and again, very fine margins between being balanced and just being like, okay, you are trying to sell me a bag of goods. You're trying to tell me this is... Uh, honey, but it is indeed horse crap. We will we will use, and that was kind of how I felt coming into this one. Where even in the preview for the probable formations coming into this one, I put Wow Udinese. They are on a six match unbeaten streak. It's like okay, well, relax. They you know yes they they beat Milan at San Siro. This is a crap team. Okay, Udinese is a bad team. They are a bad. Team, I don't care who the manager is. I don't care if they just brought a, a previous manager back. They are a bad team. You had to win tonight, okay? You had to win. There were no questions. There was no debating. I wasn't going to come on here had they not won and somehow tried to rationalize it. Well, they're good in this, good in that. No, no. You had to win. You had to win. You had to win. There was no debate about it. And my gosh, when was the goal of Dybala? 81 minute? It was past the 80th. 81. And then El Shadawi, he puts uh, he puts the cherry atop the Sunday with uh, with the goal in the 90th. So they left it late. Okay, they left it late again, again. I mean, look in recent history, how many times they've done this? Where they just you you really have to be a sadomasochist to be willing to put up with this for this long and, and enjoy it. I, I mean. Uh, th- there are websites and special uh, apps on your mobile phone uh, g- uh, specifically aimed at people who enjoy this sort of stuff. I don't have any of those on my phone. So, How do you know this? Wait, uh, this is one of those... I do my research. You, I, just, I just, you just did I know what a lot of our patrons do when they say that we have uh, ads advertising, you know, Ukrainian women looking for a hot lover. 
You know, I think he just, I'm sorry, John, but I think he just. I told just, on myself. Yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully my wife doesn't watch this. Um, but in all, in, in all seriousness, like, it gets to a point where we either call this a bad habit, a trend. I don't know how you would want to label it, but I don't like it. That's all I know, because I think we would both agree. Uh, Roma should have had this one wrapped up well before minute 81, no? I I mean, unless I'm I'm so, mistaken I mean, here. I, I mean, I can't think about, of a very. Once again, we're talking about Roma having having problems with with a team that is now one point away from relegation. So yes, so you know this is uh, this was uh, a match that you had to win by all accounts. The way it happened could be interpreted as frustrating. I want to look at the glass half full and say uh, impressive. Ooh. Okay, why, why, why? Because they were uh, because, so because determined they, they until pulled, the end. I, I mean, they pulled through it. They pulled through it. I was ready to see this team jump ship and abandon all hope, and uh, you know, just plain give up or accept uh, uh, an inevitable result that would, uh, as you say, not have the same psychological effect on us, on the fans. Instead. The team pulled through, but it pulled through because it understood the fundamental thing that this team should always understand when they go into these games where it's you have more quality than your opponent, so do something yes. about it. Do something with it. You have more quality. You have better players on the pitch. If you have a semblance of a game plan, if you have everybody going in the pulling in the same direction, you're going to get a result. Like that's, you know, for me, it's always amazing that Roma, whenever they have these nights, when all of a sudden they break through and they score two goals in a row and they, and, and they're nice goals. It's almost like they're yes. surprised that they're, that that is, that they're capable of it. And, and I just don't know why it happens so frequently and they cannot learn that simple lesson that if you face uh, a smaller side, if you face a lesser opponent, your quality at the end of the day, has to make the difference. It has to come through. And yes. today, thankfully, it came through because I would not have been able to uh, to say the same thing had they had they not done what they did tonight. We would be talking about uh, a disaster to open up this this really tough stretch. Yes. Instead, we can thankfully look at it and say, "Well, we're only three points off from fourth place." 100%. And the thing is, too, and you just said it because I was going to get into this. Had this been a defeat or a draw, to drop any points before they gain this absolute uh, treacherous stretch in December would, uh, it, it is disastrous. Okay, They cannot afford to do that. They cannot afford for any missteps. And the same holds true. Next weekend, when they face Sassuolo away, they have to win. Okay, they have to win. There are no, there are no options here. There's no, there's not two paths as to which you can take coming into the stretch. Again, the December they have coming up, it's treacherous. Uh, they go away to Sassuolo. You have Fiorentina. You go away to Bologna, uh, Napoli, Juve, uh, and then you begin the new year with uh, Cremonese in the Coppa Italia, and then you also have Atalanta, then away to Milan, and that takes us to the 14th of January. So 
to drop points to the opponents where you should undoubtedly 100% not questions asked, get all three against, would have been a disaster. Um, now, you say tonight was impressive, and I, I don't want to seem so... It's simply because they leave it late. I, let's just say they hadn't scored those goals. Let's just pretend, or just pretend we only have, for the sample size of the second half, we only have up until the 80th minute, okay? Let's just pretend that this is the case. Is anybody arguing that they didn't deserve to win? Not in my opinion, unless, you know, people were watching different games or else my eyes are are, are, are uh, betraying me. Uh, Roma were clearly, clearly the superior side. If we want to look at some of the numbers, uh, the XG, they do better than uh, than Udinese. They are at uh, one point, uh, just over 1.4. Uh, more possession, more shots, more shots on target. I mean, by all, by all measures, even if you didn't want to watch and you were only able to just Google all of the things that happened tonight, Roma were vastly superior. And yet uh, it, it takes uh, up until the final 10 minutes to pull out the victory. And as you said, okay, so there's two ways you can look at this. If you want to take it with the glass half full, which we probably should because, you know, given how many uh, few moments that we have of this team giving us joy uh, consistently, at least. We, we probably should take the positive moments. The fact they are able to do this, uh, overcome all of the frustration, overcome all of the, uh, I don't want to say, well, no, Udinese, they did shit us. Yeah, I, and by the way, nobody expected them not to, yeah? Yeah. Uh, they weren't going to come in here and try to play you off the park with uh, some beautiful football. That wasn't going to happen. They, they had some decent back. results recently. They had some decent results. So they were able to, they did. to, hold, uh, to hold Atalanta. They were able to beat Milan. So that was um, they were coming off a good stretch. But by no means did you expect this Udinese side led by Choffi. I mean, I don't think uh, this is a coach who um, comes into any other team at this point in time. You know, had he not been their manager from the past, this would not have happened. Um, by no means, this was a team that was going to walk into the Stadio Olimpico and dictate the rules. You know, you didn't expect that to happen. Had it happened, um, we would be sitting here and and riding Roma's ass and being like, guys, you know, you what? <laughs> this this is not okay. Uh, you know, you could argue that it wasn't okay the way the team the win came about, but I think. The, that's the important thing recently is that following the international break, you're looking at a really busy schedule. You need to have the awareness that the players that you have offer you good things, that it's not only about, uh, you know, trying to put on a Band-Aid and hope for the best that nobody gets injured. No, you have actual quality on the pitch and there are players that can make a difference and even somebody like Eduardo Bove can come in and play his ass off and uh, and and make a difference in this system. Uh, El Shirawi once again proving the 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 the, the man, oh. the, the 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 history, the 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 theory that he is a player that has to be relied from the bench. That's when he shines. Paulo Dybala again, a special special player that is very often doubted and whose position in this team is doubted because of his physical. Did anybody control. need that goal more than him? Oh. Hey, oh. Yeah, well, definitely. Yeah, this is um, this is a good sign. I'm, you know, again, 
when when these things happen, we're always at the on the verge of of risking to to talk too much about it, to 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 praise this team too much. But I think it's important to acknowledge, just as it is important for the team to acknowledge that. Tonight doesn't happen if you're any other team. Tonight doesn't happen if you have other players. Tonight happens because you have the players that you have and the quality came through against an opponent that did not do much but could have put you in a dangerous place. And yet, and yet, like in previous games, like against Monza, like against Lecce, the quality came through. That is supposed to be the beacon of hope. So, you know, we can talk about the team not playing well enough, but at the end of the day, the ingredients are there. So it's only about putting them together and coming up with a good enough recipe, not a fantastic recipe, but something that allows you to to go into this really busy stretch against really difficult teams and try and put some continuity into your legs. Yeah, I I suppose too, if we, as frustrated as we may want to get about how late they leave it, I, clearly they are comfortable doing so. I, I, and that is something at least to be applauded and admired, that they, they don't lose hope. I, I mean, if we, if we want to go and, and revisit some of Roma's past, I mean, it, it, down by one goal, I mean, Paolo Fonseca's side, down, down by one goal, match, forget it. Match Turn off the television, walk away, go outside. It's match over. They they are not coming back. Um, at least with this side, you you know, you know, for all of the times or all of the missteps they may have had throughout the match. And and I wouldn't even necessarily call them missteps. I, I would say too, and maybe you disagree, but it, it, it's not that they are necessarily making mistakes, so to speak. I, w- I would just say this lack of concreteness this lack I, I would say it's a lack of concreteness that's probably the best way i can put it because because man they have so many opportunities to put this thing to bed uh midway through the second half earlier in the second half even before uh Udinese scored the goal they had opportunities to just uh, uh go go right back ahead and they uh, they wasted them so i will give them credit for that i, I mean at least they have ability an ability to uh, you know, by minute 75, if they are not scoring, you you absolutely cannot turn off the television, get up and walk away from your chair. I mean, you at least have to stay dead until full time. And that is something, again, I couldn't say. I mean, it, it, that just brings me back to the, the Roma of Paolo Fonseca. I don't know. We always talk about his record in the big matches. But if, if you look at his record when Roma were down or, or even level, I mean, it was horrendous, horrendous. So that is something to be admired, that they at least have the mindset within them that, okay, no matter how many times we we uh, uh, screw up, we at least have X amount of minutes to make up for it. And if we don't get it by this time, we're screwed. There's no point in trying anymore. So I, I will give them credit for that. Um, the, the thing that I suppose, if I want to, again, continue with a bit more of a, a negative aspect on it, um, that was, for all intents and purposes, aside from Smalling, yeah, I would say that was their best 11. Like, if you could handpick their their ideal 11 best. I, I think somebody wants also to have Renato Sanchez included in it, but, uh, you know, <laughs> well, with him. Well, and Jose Mourinho Smalling. doesn't. 
Well, yeah. <laughs> Not tonight. Yeah. Right now, right now, no. But I think uh, the idea is for for that to be the ideal eleven. I would say something along the lines of not having uh, potentially Leandro Paredes out there. That would be, I guess, Mourinho's vision in a dream scenario where Renato Sanchez is. I would say like 60 or 70% fit, which is not going to mm. happen. Well, yeah, I was about to say uh, 60 or 70% fit would be, uh, uh, that would be an improvement at this point. Uh, that was the thing when I saw, so when I saw the 11, it, it was exactly as I had, I had the image, uh, the, the pre-match image with the formation already good to go. So I was, uh, was not surprised at all with what they went with. I mean, to not get more than one goal, man, with that, uh, with those guys out there bothers me. I know they won. Okay. I am happy they won. Uh, by no means are you or we going to expect uh, Lorenzo Pellegrini to come in. He was out since the 7th of October. So over a month and a, a month and a half, almost two months. I don't think anybody expected him to just come right in and light the world on fire. Uh, I wasn't expecting that at all. Maybe some others felt differently. But I have to admit, uh, just to continue to harp on this thing with the goals or the lack thereof, it, it, it does bother me because, you know, for 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 whatever shortcomings this Roma may have, and we all know what they are, we know where they fall short, uh, the departments in which there is a lot to be desired. Scoring goals should not be one of them. And I just don't understand. Yes, they scored three tonight on the scoreboard. It is going to say three uh, in the in the uh, column for the three points. It is not going to say that. Two came in the final 10 minutes. That doesn't matter. They should not labor this way. And it bothers me to the extent at which they labor. Again, it does have to do with a lack of concreteness. True. But I just don't like how they... It looks like they are working so, 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 so hard to to try and find the back of the net. And I think to myself, man, if you were to take the best pairing of two attackers and all of Serie A, again, I, I'm hard-pressed to think of two guys, all things being equal, them being healthy and available, of course, if you would take a, a, a different pairing than that of Roma. So why is it seem like we are just, you know carrying this enormous weight on our backs to try and find the back of the net. I Maybe that is it. Maybe maybe they are just trying too hard. Maybe they are overthinking. I, I, I don't know. But but is that something you are concerned about? Because I feel like with these two guys, man, we, it should not be this difficult. Well, I mean, Jose Mourinho just said it himself right now that, you know, the, the team was supposed to go for the jugular. The team was supposed to go for the kill. The opponent was inviting Roma to close the game out. And the match on the pitch actually looked easy, which is something that Mourinho doesn't say very often for him. Mm. It's always a difficult game. And yet now he points out that this was indeed a difficult, an easy game, but made difficult by Roma themselves. Nobody else. Roma had only themselves to blame. And yet at the same time, they were able to pull through it thanks to themselves, yes. to their quality, to their perseverance. So Mourinho is the first one to recognize that there is something definitely not 
100% right with this team at its core because you cannot expect this team to time and time again do the same thing, which is let the opponent in and then try and overcome the opponent at the death. It doesn't work that way. It will not work that way always. You know, it's not a, this is not a sustainable scenario. This mm. is not a sustainable method of winning games. It's cool when it happens once or twice. But if this becomes your, you know, your memo, if this becomes your identity, then you got problems because you will have teams who will not fail to hurt you. And tonight, Udinese was, they were, you know, they were good enough just to exactly put, Put a little bit of fear and insecurity in you, but otherwise, it was all Roma. It was all Roma in their doing and their in their not doing. And if Mourinho is the first one to recognize that, if Mourinho is the first one to say that tonight was easy, then you have to understand that um, there are there are definitely good and bad things that we can talk about. The, the good thing is. The changes were good. The substitutions were good. The people that came Very on good. in the yes. second half understood the assignment. There was a sense of urgency in the final minutes. Um, there was a sense of recognition of their own means, which is pleasant. But at the same time, we're once again faced with a team that is complacent, that is a bit too slow, that is a bit insecure to start things with you know and 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 doesn't have the the required sense of aggression that you you want a team to have when playing a smaller side you know you want to have these games over by the by the second half you in yes. ideally you want this to be done by the 60th minute so that then you can relax in the final uh 30 20 to 30 minutes and and have uh people come off the bench and and contribute but not in a in a meaningful way. You just want the result to, to be there and you want to take it home. And instead, we're always left hanging. We're always left hoping that finally the team will pull through through its quality that we know is there. So if we know it's there, the team should know it too. And not once, once the pressure is on at the 80th minute. No, we want to see that happen once they step on the pitch. Just just that. They're superior. They know it and they have to show it. Absolutely. I, I want to to stay focused though on, on Jose Mourinho. I I have found it very curious some of the things he has said coming into this one. I, I don't know if it is true um frustration or I, I won't say anger, but I probably frustration is probably the, the, the operative uh, word here. I mean, he has been not in the best of moods uh, coming into this one tonight. Um, I mean, we saw some of the things he said in the pre-match. We even saw Tiago Pinto had to respond to it. Is that, in your opinion, because that's the thing with Jose Mourinho, when he says these things, are, if there's one thing we know about Jose Mourinho, okay, there, there is a method to his madness, so to speak. When he says things, a lot of the times there is a underlying motivation for him doing so so part of me read into some of the things he said coming into this clearly clearly bothered i mean the way uh you wrote one of the articles about some of the things he said coming into this i i, I mean having a go at the the players their their lack of uh, uh lack of fight i mean uh, calling out chris smalling saying oh well you know he's 
it, this is a guy who isn't able to uh, to play through the pain, which uh, I'm surprised by that. I don't know if that's going to motivate him exactly to uh, uh, increase the workload on his rehabilitation, but whatever you think of his words, uh, the way I view them is I, I, I always look at not the words themselves. I, I look at what is trying to be said here. What What is he trying to accomplish? Who Who is he trying to motivate? Who is he trying to send a message to? Uh, and, and clearly... It, it seems there's a couple of things, in my opinion. I, I do think some of this is aimed at uh, Dan Friedkin in reference to his contractual situation. We're, we are not going to get into that again because we have talked about that ad nauseum in recent weeks. Um, but I also think it it was more of a, a message to the team, a, 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 a almost not a hitting out at them, but more of a sounding out of, you know, I've I've been here almost three, four years, you know. Now it's time to put up or shut up, okay? You do it now or, or, or I'm I'm getting the hell out of here, you know? It, it almost seemed like he was challenging them to just step up, okay? Just do it. And he, in the post-match now, because I have, I have, uh, I, I'm watching it right now on television and, and he, it's so hard to get a read on this guy because you don't know if what he is saying, if it is coming from a true place or if he's trying to get something uh, in terms from the team out of it. So I don't know whether he was honestly um, that pissed off coming into tonight, uh, but he's clearly still not content. Yes, he was glad to get the victory, but but as you already uh, alluded to, he he is still having a go at some of these guys and he is saying, for only, to remove any of the fluff, he's saying this team is shit. Okay, and we almost allowed them to get the result from tonight. And you know why? It's our own fault. It's not anything they did. This that team sucks. They're terrible. This was an easy match, and yet we almost uh, we we almost fumbled it. Okay, so is that what you're reading into this, or do you think he is honestly very pissed off in the way he has uh, sounded coming into this? Because I I have to tell you when. You see him having a go at guys like Smalling uh, coming into this. Um, there is part of me who thinks, okay, well, he's trying to send a message, much like he did with uh, Renato Sanchez. Remember when he said, uh, <laughs> right when he came off against Daimpoli, he goes, well, you know, I, I what am I supposed to say? Uh, Bayern uh, Munich, Bayern Munich, you know, they don't know what's going on with him. Uh, PSG don't know what's going on with him. You know, if they can't figure out why this guy keeps having all of these injuries, how in the hell is Ayas Roma supposed to do it? Uh, you will have to ask him because he can't play 90 minutes. So is a comment like that of Smalling, is it trying to motivate him? Is it trying to get something out of him to, to pull uh, some sort of, uh, to put a fire underneath him? I don't know. Or is Jose Mourinho honestly that pissed off? I don't know because usually... He is sounding pissed off when he's, um, you know, in a particular moment with the team. They're going through something. They're try he's trying to pull something out. And coming into this one, seeing him so so mad, I, I wasn't able to honestly get much of an understanding as to what, what the reason is behind that. Maybe it's a bit of everything. I, I do think the contractual thing, as I mentioned in previous episodes, I do think the closer you get, and the, the further we get into the season, it is going to become a thing that lingers in the air much heavier. Uh, it's going to become something that uh, whether Tiago Pinto 
uh, Ryan Friedkin wants to or not, it is going to be brought up. And if you allow it, if you allow this thing to, uh, you know, kind of fester in the air without some sort of clear, clear message being sent. You know what I love? I, I would love if Tiago Pinto came out and said, we're not going to talk about it. If by uh, March or April you don't hear anything, I will be the one to come back here and address it. But until then, we are not going to talk about it. He will not address it. I will not address it. That's that. Uh, they haven't done that. So I do think this uh, the thing of the contract has a bit of an underlying uh, um, impact on perhaps the way he is acting. But again, Man, he he was throwing darts coming into this one. He was he was not holding back. I, what do you make of it? Is it him trying to just motivate him, or is he pissed off? No, I think honestly, uh, I think there is definitely some some anger with how uh, the team responds to, I guess, some of his coaching, some of his decision making. You know, maybe there is mm. a little frustration about how uh, you know his the team doesn't hasn't progressed. As much as he thought the team would, just like we expected the team to make a pro- make progress after the Europa League final, but I also think it, it's frustration with himself as well. I don't think Mourinho mm. is uh, is sparing himself on this one. Like the the talking points that he made, you know, the fact that he himself is sort of recognizing that the team is yet to embody the the spirit that he wants to have playing away from home. That is not only a criticism of the player. Like that in and of itself is an admission of, of, you know, of some kind of responsibility because at the end of the day, you're the manager and that is a, a direct result of what you're supposed to be doing, right? Working on on, on the group's mentality. And, um, and so, you know, I don't read too much into that because I've seen Mourinho say all kinds of things in, in recent months and, and years. Um, right now, it's just it sounded just like a manager who is hoping to to have the you know the complete team at his disposal and really get to work because I can understand that there may be frustration that some players are missing week in week out. Okay, but that only goes so far and i think Mourinho recognizes that like this is if there is a time to wake up not only for the team for the players uh it only also for himself it is now it is now it is time for to for to to wake up for for the ownership it is time to wake up for for Mourinho for his players they have to learn to play away from home they have to be learn to be more aggressive to start things with um they have to recognize when they are the superior side and they have to trust their own abilities and qualities because so far there is too many doubts and um and in a team that has these players and has an attack of Dybala and Lukaku, you should be scoring more, but you should also be playing with more conviction. Right now, Roma are playing with less conviction than they did in Mourinho's first year, which to me is mm. amazing. And yet, here we are. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, I, I, it is so confusing to me because, again, I, I if we just go back in time if you say to to you and i lingering in the uh, the the final stages of the uh, era of Eusebio di francesco and we someone were to whisper into our ear that it's going to get better you're going to have romelu lukaku and paolo dybala in the team within a few years i i i 
don't even want to know what my reaction would have been. I probably would have been institutionalized. So to have that come to fruition and to see Roma just making life, again, so difficult on on themselves, uh, unnecessarily too. You know, again, it's not as if they are uh, creating nothing and they are simply uh, just tactically a complete mess. That's not the case at all. I mean, they are just wasting all of these chances. And I, I, I don't know really what, what there is left to do other than them having to just, it's going to have to click one day, right? I mean, we're not going to wake up here and, and uh, transfer market reopens. They bring an X player and there we go. It's solved now. This is all mental, right? I, I, like, I feel like I'm trying to look for uh, technical or tactical issues within the team that, that just aren't there because I, okay. Yes. The midfield might be missing something. You, you mentioned, uh, uh, Paredes. No, but there I'm has not... to, there are, I think the, the one thing that I can point to and, and it's evident in Dybala's goal is that there has to be more movement through the midfield into the attack. You know, all of that Dybala's goal is all because there is a lot of options out there in front. There, it's not that Lukaku is not isolated. Dybala is not somewhere down there behind the defense or whatever, you know, because we've seen Paulo Dybala play sort of all over the pitch and yet not make his presence felt at any time. And uh, and yet that goal comes from the fact that you have players who are able to read each other, who are able to put pressure on the opponent, who are able to, uh, to put a lot of bodies in the attack through the midfield and then open up the space just enough for Paulo Dybala, who's one of your, perhaps the most skilled, technically skilled player you have, to do exactly what he's best at. You know, read the the opponent's defense, see the space, get in, score a banger, and get out. You know, that's that's as simple as it is. Like, so we're not even addressing things that cannot be done. It can be done because we just saw it. Like there is there is separate episodes of this happening scattered across these recent games where Roma show really good things. Think about um think about Asmoon's goal uh, against mm-hmm. uh, Lecce. Think about Lukaku's goal against Lecce. Even there Again, it's episodes where Roma show that they can read the situation, that they can put the the necessary effort and quality into situations that bring out the best in them. They have the players to do it. Dybala is that kind of player. Dybala is the kind of player to read the space in front of him, get behind the opponent, and score a wonderful goal. Yes. You know, and and so why 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 do we have to consider that and look at that as some kind of event in of itself rather yeah. than you know just a regular occurrence? Because yes, you have players that can do it. Yeah, that's the that's the frustrating part, and I guess in fairness too, what number goal was that for Paulo Dybala in the league? Do you want to guess, or do you know? Uh, was it goal three this season? I was hoping you would know, but I think it was. I thought it was either two was or three. three. It was, it was okay. Three. Yeah, I just pulled it up. It, it was number three. It was number, number three. three. Yeah, number three and three assists, right? Yes. Uh, but the, the funny thing is, um, first goal, by the way, since first uh, of October, uh, his last goal, or I'm sorry. Hold on. No, was that? Uh, I have two league goals here. Three. Total. No, it's tonight is three. Tonight is three. 
Tonight okay, well, maybe I'm incorrect then. This is the uh, wrong press research team. No, no, it's, it's <laughs> tonight is the third one. Okay, so nonetheless, if you and I, because I think you mentioned it a couple of episodes ago, you know, um, Paulo Dybala having a bit of a down season. I, I mean, it, this was only the second time, and this just seems such an absurd thing to even consider. This was only the second time Romero Lukaku, Paulo Dybala, started alongside each other, okay? Uh, or I'm sorry, the third time they started alongside each other um, since Cagliari, since the victory over Cagliari. So since then, which was what? How, how many weeks ago was that where they won uh, in Cagliari? How, how far do I have to venture back? So the 8th of October. Okay, so almost two full months, you have had those two. Your two undoubted best players, most technically gifted, best playmakers, but the ones you are going to rely on 80 to 90% of your goals from you have only gotten them to start alongside each other three times in nearly two months. Um, just by way of that, there is going to be some grow. There are going to be growing pains. There, there is going to be a bit of disjointedness within the team. I couldn't agree more with what you said about the midfield. I'm not just going to. I, I'm not going to touch the Paredes thing because that's just going to sound like me being bitter. Uh, I'm not bitter at all. They won tonight. That's all that matters. Um, I, I am just, I am frustrated with how difficult they make life on themselves because matches like tonight, man, because I watch, you know, one of the patrons said this when I complain about uh, when Roma leave it late or they make it difficult on themselves. They say, well, look at you, uh, every game one to zero, every game one to zero. And I think to myself, yeah, but that match could go on uh, for four straight days and they would not concede a goal. They just wouldn't because that's how uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Cortomuso likes to play. It, it just it wouldn't happen. That we they, they could play all of those matches that they won 1-2-0. If they played for four straight days, they were not, they were not going to concede. It's a, different, um, it's a different experience than what we are watching with Roma. But I think to myself, okay, well, if we just compare this aroma to the ones of past, this one has the most quality within it. I, I don't know how anybody would make that uh, argument otherwise. So well, apparently, uh, to a number of people, it doesn't. Uh, apparently, to a number oh, of people, uh, a specific group of people, this team sucks, uh, and Mourinho is working, you know, with coal miners. Whereas well, that, uh, Roma's yeah. history in the history of the Roma. Uh, this team really stands head and shoulders above a lot of teams in recent years. Arguably the best squad we've had since 16-17 season. And uh, and people still found ways to criticize that team. So, mm. you know, it, 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 that's, that's the way it is. But as I said before, and Mourinho sees it, is that this team fails to recognize that. And, and it's also funny because Mourinho also has these lapses. You know, Mourinho jumps from one statement to another. So when we lose, Roma have a shitty team compared to the likes of Fiorentina, Atalanta. <laughs> who have, those are the teams he named as the teams that have more options than Roma. Tonight, he just said tonight that he had, tonight he had a good bench with a lot of options. So he had uh, Hussein Wawar, he, he had Andrea Belotti, he had Sardar Asmun, and he was happy. So tonight he was happy. Two weeks ago, he wasn't happy. <laughs> Whatever that, you know, <laughs> however, you know, however things work in Mourinho land, um, it's, undoubt it's undoubtedly clear that in order to get a win against Udinese, you have the squad to do it. End off. End off. Yeah. And 
Tonight yes. should have been more straightforward. We can all agree on that. Tonight was should be encouraging because once again, you're confronted with situations where the team really shows what they're made of. But that has to become the norm. At some point, there has to be a semblance of a quality side that acknowledges its own quality, that understands, okay, we're not as good as Milan. We're not as good as Napoli, Juve, Inter, all teams above us. And yet, and yet, we are good enough to win this game. We're good enough to go yes. into the next Europa League match against Servette and beat the, 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 the Swiss side. You know, it, it's, it's doable. Why? Because you have the quality. Absolutely. Uh, you just said it. Uh, next match for Roma coming in the Europa League against Servette. And then we have next weekend against Sassuolo. So we will be back later in the week uh, after uh, they take part again in the Europa League. So until then, ciao. Ciao.